I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, I take you to the Umayyad Desert Palace in Palestine, where I discover its striking similarities to the Ashoka Pillar in Sarnath, India, and the unsolved mysteries of the swastika. In 1972, during the excavations of a site called Tel Siran in northwest Amman, an inscription on a bronze bottle about 10 cm tall was found. The inscription dates back to 600 BC, and it was a lyric poem written in the Ammonite language. The poem talks about a drinking song, roughly translated to "To the vineyard and the orchard, or shall I be left behind and destroyed? He who says this rejoices and be happy that life is long." and shall i inflame myself with it and be ruined no it shall make me glad and bring joy for many days and long years this bottle belonged to the ammonite people which lends its name to the capital city of jordan amman close by lies the amman citadel which was occupied by various empires the assyrians in the 8th century bc followed by the babylonians and romans and the byzantines lastly followed by the umayyads in the 7th century ad no wonder that it houses a temple of hercules a Byzantine church and the Umayyad palace the umayyads whose kingdom stretched from north africa to the sindh region in pakistan peaked their power in 750 ad however they could never expand beyond sindh as a host of indian rulers such as the pratiharas in the north and chalukyas in the south defeated them in battle nevertheless their rule was considered the formative years of islamic art in amman they built the umayyad palace combining an emir's residence with the seat of government Just 48 kilometers from the Umayyad Palace in the city of Jericho in Palestine lies the Umayyad Desert Palace or Khirbat al-Mafchar and herein begins the mystery in a desert palace built by rulers who had never conquered India you would see at least four distinct aspects of Indian culture the builder of this desert palace al-Walid has a statue whose plinth has been formed by two snarling lions a symbol of royalty but you would also see these lions in the four lion statue at Sarnath which became the official emblem of india to date the discovery of the lions at sarnath is the first known use of lions as a symbol of power in india so while the umayyads never traveled to india there was another dynasty that ruled before them the kushans their empire stretched from afghanistan to where else but sarnath in india they were a syncretic empire as they followed greek religious ideas but also ideas from hinduism as they were devotees of lord shiva They employed aspects of Zoroastrianism in their practice and played an important role in the spread of Buddhism in Central Asia and China. So no wonder that the Chinese too associated lions with power. They have a word, Shizuo, which means lion throne. Between the two snarling lions on Al-Walid statue lies an 8-point medallion, which looks like a circle with 8 spokes. This was probably borrowed from Buddhism, which has the wheel of life representing the noble eightfold path. leading to liberation from the sansar in the form of nirvana this same wheel of life is better known as dharma chakra or the ashok chakra which in the indian emblem sits at the base of the lions and was adapted into the indian national flag however 
The chakra can be found in the Indus Valley civilization as early as 2500 BC and unlike the lions did not migrate from Central Asia to India. But let's think about it. The statue of an Islamic ruler in the Umayyad dynasty near Jordan and the sculpture of a Hindu turned Buddhist king in India have a similar symbolism of lions in the wheel. But the similarities do not end there. In the region of present-day Peshawar and Swat Valley, known as the Kingdom of Gandhara, an excavation in the Mardan Highlands of Pakistan unearthed coins. These coins belong to the Umayyad dynasty, but had a rather unique inscription. Two letters in Brahmi, the ancient script which evolved into the Devanagari script, which forms the basis of the Hindi language. So while the Umayyads never made it to mainland India, they nevertheless minted coins to facilitate trade, which included the script of the kingdoms they wished to trade with. So it should come as no surprise that the earliest known Brahmi inscriptions were found where else but the Sarnath pillar in India. But one of the least understood and globally widespread symbols we see as intrinsically Indian today is present at the Umayyad desert palace too, the swastik. While its use is obviously known to us in Hinduism and Jainism, it's been seen over millennia across the world. The cells in Ireland and Scotland frequently used to carve it on their tombstones, and the Scandinavians used it as a symbol of Thor's hammer. The Greeks associated the swastik with the sun god Apollo. For the Mayans, the swastik stood for the creation. For the Incas and the Aztecs, it represented the four seasons due to its four arms, the center symbolizing the sun. And yet we do not know how the symbol can be seen everywhere and if it actually evolved independently. As I traveled across Jordan, I realized that a country at the crossroads of Asia, Africa and Europe hides more than it reveals. For a nation that is 95% Islamic, there are very clear influences from other religions. Similarly, I could not have imagined Greek and Central Asian influences on the Sarnath pillar, whose lions today are the official symbol of India. And the mystery of the swastik continues to baffle me. a symbol whose history may never be completely understood but each place we visit each monument we see each conversation we undertake will help us understand the world better all we need to do is to peek beneath the veneer if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ibmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are at ibm podcasts on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am utsav memory on twitter and yv travel 42 on instagram 